taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Ambuja food and when you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit down down with the Ambuja food and cities good morning everybody this is wesley wright and come not on we- man. not wesley wright <laughs> He's dumb. Uh, i am your unboozy foodie and i am with my co-host the unboozy foodie junior uh yes we are here once again this week having a very interesting conversation bringing you interesting conversation but um talking on food but indirectly also like food adjacent yeah that's why i said indirectly but anyway we're here every saturday uh right here on weqy 104.7 the voice of the east side we want to invite you to sit down with your cup of coffee maybe a donut (laughs) some coffee sounds nice um and yeah, just join in the conversation. So first off, let me give you the telephone number so that you could join in. That number is 651-234-79. Once again, it is 651-200-3479. And I want to also invite you to follow us on uh, various social media platforms. Uh, there's Facebook, which is the Unbougie Foodie. Instagram, the underscore Unbougie Foodie. And Twitter, which is at Unbougie Foodie. And then lastly... Right. You can also... No less. <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter at the Unbougie Foodie Junior. Awesome. So let's j- jump right in. Um, it's kind of carrying over from last week's conversation where we were talking about cultural appreciation versus appropriation right but we've learned some things and and when i say we learned some things so last week's conversation was more based upon an ex- an event or experience that happened within uh, i'll say the twin cities right um yeah because it was in st paul but clearly it involved a, a cultural group and that cultural group, uh, they voiced their opinion, and what it, they were very vocal. <laughs> I, I'll, That's I'll one say way that. Of it. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, this show is about message received. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but they were very vocal, and mm. it was in regards to a restaurant. So this is just kind of like a recap from last week. We're not going to go and rehash everything. It's just kind of giving you an idea of what we talked about and how we're going to transition into this week. And the interesting thing about this, you know, these conversations that we're having, you know, it is Hispanic Heritage Month. So shout out to all uh, my 
Latinos and Afro Latinos and those of the Latin X culture and the heritage. Uh, yeah, todo mi gente. Uh, yeah, it, it's a special time, and y'all know that I'm 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 black, <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying. You know, some folks might say, "Okay, well, you can't really be talking about Hispanic Heritage Month." Um, yes, I can. <laughs> I am a Afro Latino. <laughs> I have to say it like that. <laughs> um, not being funny, but seriously, my parents are from uh, Central America. So that part of me, I feel very close to that culture. Uh, and that's why I feel, I guess, so strongly attached to the Latin culture, Latinx community. But I transitioned uh, again into the conversation of cultural appropriation or understanding about other people's culture without benefiting from it okay is the topic but from last week's conversation we left it broad broadly very broadly open mm -hmm. but we saw a response to i guess that event that occurred or that's it well i don't want to call it a situation that I'll leave it as an event that yeah. occurred. And the individual that had something to say about the cultural group that was voicing their opinion um, called them, not out of their name or whatever, but just called them a name, because saying that they were bullying a particular restaurateur. And, and I think I, it's important uh, go to ahead. mention yeah. that this individual who, like Voldemort, shall not be named during the course of this show. <laughs> um, th they were also um, Latino. Yes. And so I think that's what kind of made us, us want to continue this kind of train of thought, this train of discussion. Exactly. In that this is someone, you know, from that same cultural group exactly. having a differing opinion, having one that's directly contradictory, really, to what was kind of what spurred this conversation in the first place. Exactly. And you're thinking. Okay, but wait a minute. You're Latino yourself. Right. So why are you saying this? And so I thought about, you know, the conversation needs to continue. Be and it, I guess it, it transitioned to more inwardly in the community itself. Because, yeah, we always think about people on the outside and this and that. And you're like, oh, this person's culturally appropriating and... But then what about the people that are of your community or of that cultural group that is like, no, he's fine. Or, you know, right. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's like, hmm, wh where are you coming from? <laughs> you know? Right. And that's where the topic for today is your social experience and how it affects your thought of cultural appropriation or how you're feeling about cultural appropriation. And again I'm not we're not divulging names we're just using the situation to carry on the convo but clearly this I have to bring in another person because I shared this video with a friend who was part of the event of the cultural group that um, voiced their opinion right <laughs> strongly and 
you know, she stated, no, I mean, she said in so she many words, very choice words. <laughs> about the video she in did. question. She did. But, you know, likewise, she felt, listen, you, if you've never been in the struggle, you can't, you can't talk about it like that way or feel well no this person is not doing that they've done so much for the community or they've done this and they've done that and we stand with them and we don't like you know um, someone that's done good for the com- for the culture or for the community to be bullied into ch- changing a name or you know in effect some way she was like well what's in a name it's just a name blah 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 well what if you have never had to be an and I'm gonna I hope I don't jack this up uh Iloteria you know and have that business you've just probably seen it you you know that's part of your culture but you're like you're in a way looking down on the vendors you've never had maybe a family member really be out there up early in the morning three four o'clock preparing the foods maybe and I'm just using see I just kind of gave that all away (laughs) but just uh, you know I mean it could be a taco truck it could be anything Uh, but I'm just again putting it towards food and your family members or other friends that you know that are putting their heart and soul into doing this and to survive uh, provide for their family that's their social experience so to the using a specific word phrase uh, you know in a restaurant you know title can feel very disrespectful to them or feeling it's like okay here I am I'm with my truck my cart or my stand and I'm constantly being chastised and reprimanded because I'm out on the street corner doing something but I'm doing something to feed my family I want to also have whatever dream it is I I don't want to say the American dream but I'm out there on a daily basis I'm working I'm not like asking for a handout I mean I'm providing my culture needs to be to enjoy the foods that they've had from from generations from generations exactly why are you denying me that right and then for that's where I guess the disrespect comes in where it's like you have someone like that who is you know putting forth his culture his or her culture and putting in the hard work to you know have that be a means to support themselves and their families and then enter some dude and he he does the same thing and gets praise and accolades oh my goodness right it can i think i use this example it's like telling a joke nobody laugh and then somebody else say the same joke and and you're like hey wait a minute i just said and then, and then that person gets all the credit and right. the accolades and everything. You're like, wait, on the I, side, like, but I just said I, the same. Okay, moments ago, and you were like, you scoffed at me. You're like, eh. Right. And then uh, over here, it's like, oh my god, he's so hilarious. Right. So yeah. it's different. But so that that scenario, yes. as you've explained it, please. It, <laughs> I, I want to go ahead and right. No, it leads us perfectly into the question um, we posted um, on Facebook this morning. And yeah. the topic of our discussion for today is um, 
how much do our social experiences play in how we view cultural appropriation? Exactly. So you can call in and tell us what you think. We're going to be talking about it, but you know, at what, what extent do our, you know, how we live our lives affect how we see something like this? Right. And you're thinking, okay, well, you're probably thinking, okay, why do you care? <laughs> but it I, it affects anyone that has a specific culture, and and I shouldn't say a specific culture. Anyone of a culture, and someone on the opposite end coming in and basically benefiting, you know, from it. You know, from maybe a specific, and it could be really, it could be food, it could be fashion, it could be a hair design. I was, so, I was so just many different that, things. Like, but I'm just, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say when, uh, you know, the impetus for this conversation was, um, like, like a racial culture, right? But as we're talking about it, it can be any culture, exactly. You know, if um, if you're a part of the, the heavy metal scene, that's a culture. That's yeah. a group of people you identify with, and you have something that you all vibe with together. Yeah. And so think about it that way as a way, if you know, you might not be able to think of an example uh, readily. Think about it in that sense. You know, what is a, is a culture that you enjoy being a part of? Imagine someone not a part of that, just taking a thing from it, and not like, really knowing anything about it. And, you know, kind of conceptualize it that way. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, you know, when we talk about with food is the exact same way. You know, again, I was thinking when we were coming up with this conversation, should there be some type of indication of a blurred line between cultural appropriation and cultural uh, excuse me, a cultural appreciation and a cult and cultural uh, appropriation? And yes, that is still kind of part of the conversation that we were having, but directly here, based on you know the response that we saw, you know, I think it's this part of the conversation is has to be addressed in regards to the social viewpoint, you know, or at what social experience are you have have you had that has caused you to maybe voice your opinion on um, cultural appropriation because yeah, I mean maybe that person is thinking no they're showing cultural appreciation or whatever it's like mm, but why are you thinking that is it because your experience has always been so far removed because I'm going to tell y'all sometimes a person of the same culture I'm sorry I'm going to throw some of my Belizean brothers and sisters under the bus a little Uh-oh. bit sometimes when they get over to I'm sorry America or certain they change come on don't don't scoff at me at that no I'm you right they be, they be acting different I mean don't want to talk to believe folks they or talk Creole. No. look at you and pretend like they don't it's like wait a minute you are 25 years old and you have had panadas all your life and I don't eat any of that well 
that's no i don't eat that that that's so and then when i talk about oh it's so unhealthy it's too greasy and why do people still make that you know that's so old school isn't that a part of your culture why are you going to be mad at somebody else that is kind of like creating food that is part of their culture that reminds them of their life earlier or just wants to carry on that whole generational food I don't know what's the word. That food um, tradition, I don't know, tradition. I, I wasn't sure. I was looking for another word other than mm-hmm. tradition, but just something like history. You know, because it's something from in the past, and that's going to carry on throughout. You know, you want to have that going on generational type of knowledge to right. the next, you know, generation. Sorry, um, no pun. Um, but it was just like seriously so it it surprises me when there's someone that is of a same culture and because maybe their social experience has changed or has never really been that they've had to work that hard or have that type of experience they're just they totally bypass that and think that oh well that's nothing right or not even that i would think maybe more commonly, I think maybe it's that maybe they just didn't grow up with that same uh, with that same level of importance right. based on you know said food or said tra- tradition of exactly. the food. Exactly, that is and so also another. No, then they grow up encounter others who maybe did have you know they grew up learning about that and learning you know the the cultural significance and you know learning the recipes and they have a different appreciation and a different view of you know these foods and these things and now they're confused as to why x person is putting so much emphasis on it right because you know they didn't grow up with that same kind of mindset about it maybe and and that's you know that's totally they have to understand and that's totally fair if someone comes at them saying why are you thinking this way you know you can't you know open your mind a little bit and realize that okay i guess might be my experience has been a little bit different so it's not something that someone's you know my grandparents mary really talked to me and said how important that is for our culture and it's just a word you know people could use it or they could use you know put it in the you know, in the name of a restaurant, but there are implications behind that. And so, you know, there were some articles that we were we were talking about and just bouncing around. And one particular one, I think it was called, um, came from a, a, a group called Green Heart, and they were talked about cultural appreciation versus cultural uh, appropriation and why it matters. Uh, one, uh, a few of the things that they were saying that you could possibly ask yourself or or do is one examine your own culture you know there is self-reflection that you actually that they're encouraging you to do to better understand the differences and what the importance of in specific cultures uh, are and even within your own culture and Rather than voicing your, I think it would have been better in this scenario, rather than, you know, putting a video together and voicing an opinion about being a bully and trying to get people to do things. And, you know, I totally, 
I won't even say I get it because I'm not being honest when I if I say that it confuses me. So I'm just like, why not have the conversation with that group and say, gosh, guys, why are you feeling this way? You know, I'm I'm a Latino or Latina as well. And it, is it what do I am I missing something? And maybe that's probably conceding that maybe I'm not truly acknowledged you know, have the education or the knowledge on the importance of these certain areas mm-hmm. that I feel are important to my culture and I need to ask somebody else. Right. It's like and just because you've been on this earth for quite a long time period right. never gonna know everything. No, exactly. Well if I will play devil's advocate. Please please <laughs> I mean not not in a big way, just um like if I were to try and maybe you know, understand. Yeah, understand. <laughs> Get in her head. Think about you know her thought process about things. If I were to make a case for it, okay, I'd maybe say that from what I gathered from the video, is is that a thing that she does like normally? That person? Yeah. I don't think so. That that's the vibe I got that she that she had, like either had a video series or something like that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but that's the vibe I got from it was very well put together, very well produced video, nice editing. It was really good. <laughs> we, yeah, we we, we kind of did some stuff and picked apart some things. And so <laughs> I'm saying if that's a if that's a platform that she usually employs, I would I can get that in that she sees something that she, you know, doesn't agree with. She already has this platform that she employs and she's like let me talk about it. Right. You know? So, and what, I mean, and that's kind of the, the, the pitfalls of our society as it sits now. It's, you know, access to the masses is so immediate that often you don't get the chance to really ruminate and think about your stance on things before you get to just say it to thousands and potentially millions of people because you some folks don't want to go ahead and take, don't the take that time to no, they just want to react it, you hear it say it you know exactly what I mean? and you the, know, these steps that's brought out in the article these take time it, these it, these take time that video came out what same day the next day so Lord you know it was just it was very kind of like I Okay, I, I, whatever. I'm, I'm not gonna try to understand it right. because I, I'm just gonna say again. I was feeling, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a. Am I wrong to say? I was just gonna say, I'm not. Some folks looking at me would be like, "You're not part of the culture or whatever." You know what I mean? So I feel what you're saying. to jump in it is just kind of like, "No, no, 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 hold on, back up." You're not. You could probably feel a kind of way, but you don't really understand. And I'm like, I don't. And right. I honestly said, remember last week I was saying I need to educate myself a little mm-hmm. bit more and understand about this. You know, especially when it came down to using the actual word or. Right. You know, I didn't know that. I mean, here I'm just thinking it's a wonderful food, and believe me, I'll praise it. So, if right. if you want to honor it in in your way or realize that it's something that is very sacred, trust me, it's sacred to me too because it's food and it's <laughs> right. so good. That and I'm is. not making light of that. I'm not. But yeah, to like, I mean, 
just as a person who appreciates food, you you wouldn't be able to gather on the surface level the cultural roots that something like that has. Exactly. And so I, I definitely feel you that a situation like this kind of brings those questions to the fore. It's one of those things like questions you didn't even think to ask. Like, right. you know, so. But we want to hear from you as well. So again, please feel free to use that phone. Uh, give us a call here at 651-234-79. Uh, we would love to hear your conversation or your uh, input on the conversation. And if you're you know, nervous about talking on the radio, <laughs> don't um, be. Don't one, don't be. Yeah. But if that's not enough encouragement, uh, you can still hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with your thoughts and questions, and we'll discuss them. You know, they are in the comment feed or, or on yeah, the show. But exactly. we really want to hear what you guys have to say about this. It's, yeah. It's it's really interesting, too, because, uh, you know, it's it's during Hispanic Heritage Month. So when things right. are, you know, you're really focusing on the Latin community and just heritage of the Latinx community and yeah it's so much it's not it's not and not only because we're looking at it from this standpoint there are many other cultures as well and i'll say even from a afro-latino um standpoint uh some of the things that some of the foods that are made and that are so popularized by other maybe chefs or businesses and so forth but you know, when they are Americanized or Westernized, as they say, um, if you were to go to that cult, to that country of the origin of, that, of those foods or those dishes, you're like, uh, I'm not gonna. That looks nice, but I'm not gonna. But once it comes over to America, you're like, oh my gosh, yay! Right. It's over here, you know. Or y'all can't oh, see me at home, but I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's true. You know, right. I mean. We've seen I, it tons and tons of times. I mean, I'm just going to say one word and folks will know. And it's the word, it's the dish that I always talk about, oxtail. <laughs> and people, ew. But, Who's that ew? Uh, no, I'm just. I'm about to say, do we need to talk? Oh, well, hey, there needs to be somebody <laughs> out there that needs to explain to folks. But people are getting it now. Right. People are really getting it. And even to the level of. Okay, this is how I'm, I, I'm thinking of oxtail. Oh, I finally had an opportunity to taste it. But folks that really have cooked and prepared oxtail, they're like, that, that there's no seasoning in it. Or, I mean, <laughs> okay, I, I didn't mean it like that, but I'm saying that, you know, I have to say, Belize folks know about the various types of seasonings and herbs and probably a spice level and whatnot. No, you're right. If, you have someone who is, one, well-versed in the kitchen yeah. and is of that culture and you eat it. Yeah, it, they're going to be like, uh, they're going to be like, okay, at first they're going to look at it and be like, hmm, sure, I don't know about this. And then you know, they the start to poke person it. I think about is right now who Louise. I just yes. imagine her inspecting somebody's plate. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, I mean, no. it would be lovely to have her on and be talking about that. And 
or even if it were just to have two other people come in and someone else do oxtail and then we're, they're sitting here in the in the radio station you're like hey we have a treat for you and then we present it to them and they start to poke at it with the fork and like um what's this <laughs> it's like wait that's oxtail <laughs> <sighs> and they're like, um, can I, can you turn my mic off, please? <laughs> uh, and because they have a few things that they want to say, but they're like, I can't say this. I don't want to embarrass anybody else or right. the person that possibly prepared this, but this, this is, it looks like oxtail, but it looked like, wow. It, I thought this was carnitas. It wasn't supposed to be shredded or something. Don't look at me like this. <laughs> I mean, okay. That's a perfect segue into, into number two. <laughs> Listen first. This is one of the best ways to understand yeah, and appreciate man. another culture is by listening to those who are part of the fabric of that society. Boop. Right? <laughs> You gotta listen to the folks. And if there was ever a, a, a great time to employ this, is during when you're Hispanic trying to cook somebody's food. Month. Yeah, exactly. You That's know. what it's all about. It really is. And the part that I'm, I'm just gonna preface this: when you someone has come to you and said, "Hey, this is like really." I would think they'd probably say something like, this was really hurtful. You know, I really don't appreciate that you're using this or, you know, we appreciate whatever you are, you're doing for the community. We're not knocking that. But I think this right here is kind of like really pushing the envelope and stepping over the line where you're trying to promote this food as something much more important to you than it is to us. You know, mm -hmm. and you are totally bypassing what we've done for years, decades, for generations, literally generations. Because, I mean, back in you know, Aztec um, uh, culture and earlier century, they've been doing that. It's been a part of, you know, what de what describes their lives and how they were prosperous what they considered prosperous and so for someone else to come in and see us working hard using that uh, as a means of us trying to have some type of generational wealth or societal wealth for ourselves and then just to jump over it to a uh, jump over us and then get so much benefit and praise and oh my goodness and I, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to take. So I understand their viewpoint. Um, yeah, I just, mm. you, you got to wonder, again, going back to that societal experience that people have, what has been that person's experience? And, and I say that, too, because the person that made this response video, she was naming off people and oh this person's from here and this is person's from here and you know I'm like but you 
it's so easy for you to just simply throw that out there. You don't know what their life experience has been like or their social experience has been. And just because you think or you you look at someone and you're like, oh, you, you can't have the same experience that I did. That might be true. But what if there are other, their, their cultures are melded in such a way that they know what it was like? You know, and I'm just going to say that one particular person is of, has, you know, Filipino and, but just like any, any, uh, any person that has been marginalized, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Any marginalized race or a group of individuals has their own oppressed situation that they've been in so you can't go and look at somebody and just say oh well you're from you're from such and such a you're from such and such a place even though you are Latino oh you're from here yeah your experience wasn't the same or so you don't know what you're talking about or what I've heard sometimes is well you are from you know X Mm -hmm. place well, so you you must know what he's talking about. Mm. You know, similar but not same. Right. And again, that's why there's also that importance of coming back to social experience. How could you... And I think sometimes people forget that. And it can't just be from the outside. Because here we are talking about the inside of that same culture. This is not someone... I'm just going to say it's not a... You know, Caucasian person talking to a Latin person or vice versa. This is within that cultural group right. itself. One Latino talking to another Latino and being so incensed that they, you know, started to talk, you know, or want to voice their opinion about and, and you know, stand up and say, this is how you're making me feel. Or because you're doing this after we've already told you or we've had this discussion and that's the other point that this person I think is forgetting if someone has asked you about something and you still decide to just go ahead and do mm-hmm. it anyway um, uh, it's not like you're being bullied Right. You're just totally disregarding that person. So, of course, your action is going to cause some reaction. And you can't be mad at that. You know? And so, I that's what continues to confuse me. Because she, I'm just going to say she without saying names. Because I, I, I go, whatever. But she was very strong in her opinion. And I think it was like went on for 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And wherein I hear what she's saying, I don't agree with it. I think it's probably the way that she went about it. Hmm. Not even that. Well, in my, for me, I don't even think the way she went about it was all that, you know, caused me an issue. Mainly because like, you know, to a certain extent, that's kind of what we're doing here. We have a platform, we have a means of expressing our opinion. What, I guess my... uh, I guess my beef <laughs> with with uh, with her video was mainly the fact that um, she alluded to knowing the uh, 
the individuals. Mm-hmm. And so I think she was letting that personal per- connection yes. uh, overshadow kind of the overarching issue. Yeah. And so either, you know, she was. Hmm, Say it. Either she was willfully ignoring what happened in favor of her relationship with these people, or what's more likely is she just heard that her friend was in trouble right. and decided to speak out about she it. She went on the attack. Right. Instead of trying to find out what happened. Right. Either you know, from either party. And that's my point. Wouldn't you wouldn't it have been better for her to reach out to them and say, Hey guys Right, what's going on? Right, exactly. I'm like, I wanna understand your viewpoint. I mean, I understand you're probably feeling a certain type of way, but yeah, this is this is such and such. You mm-hmm. know, this person has been doing so much for the community, so why are you coming at him? Rather than just immediately reacting Instantly. on a video and be like, eh, nah, 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 nah. Right. I think it would have been and I'm not calling anybody out or saying anything what you should or could have did or whatever, but I think it would have been a more mature adult way to have a conversation and continue the conversation right. because then that would have helped that the person that that is involved maybe even say let's sit down and talk about this and understand your viewpoint from both sides because here you have someone that is supporting him but then here's this other group that is just like hey you're kind of harming or disrespecting our how we're feeling and our culture you know so we're trying to one help educate you and then maybe you might be able to help educate that person that is supporting that business and saying no you know he's he or she is fine I'm trying to be so politically correct or so tactful with this. But I'm just saying that I I think that stopped that opportunity to have that type of conversation and bring a a group of people together to have that conversation, knowing that it's going to benefit everybody rather than causing division within your own cultural group. Right. I agree. Because I think... Um, the way it was went about, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't having a conversation. No, it was you know proverbially yelling. Ch- yeah, chastising yeah. them for what so, they did, and right. it, like and okay, so but, hmm. it's it's like to a certain extent, I ag- agree with her position, not in the uh, individual pieces of it, but like potentially her viewpoint of you being in a position where you know some people in your same culture are upset. And you're just like, I don't, it's not that big a deal to me. Right. You know, I don't see what's, what's the issue. I can relate to her on that level, but I definitely think that something with these implications deserved a conversation. No, definitely. Just kind of a lashing out via video. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you so much could have been, how could I say this? So much could have been maybe even resolved or smoothed over without making it seem like you know you're gonna attack him then i'm gonna attack you you know right and it's friend uh, a friend against this person and you know well i'm gonna get my people and and whatnot and without mind you listen i we don't know the full story history whatever right um i know that admittedly i have supported this restaurant i mean well a restaurant that this person you know owns or works or whatever because it, uh, just during um the george floyd um 
scenario or events that occurred with George Floyd. And even after that, this person basically was out there and offering just huge amount, generous, you know, generosity and providing food, you know, for essential and workers and healthcare people and people that just didn't know where their next meal was going to come from. They were like, come down, have a meal, take a couple of breads, pastries, whatever the case is, you know, and you know, we're not asking you to pay if you'd like to donate or give what you can or whatever the case is. But every day they were doing well, just about every day. So I'm not denying that. But again, understanding maybe the importance of certain foods or certain what certain cuisines mean to a, a cultural group mm-hmm. is something that needs to be a conversation that needs to be had before it's just I'm going to create this business and right. not care about <laughs> the culture that it actually that it originally came from. And just think that, you know, here you're getting all this praise and accolade or whatever. And that there's no consequences. There's consequences. Right. You know, so dang it. I, I just I'm I'm excited to have further conversations on this. And as I promised, we will. <laughs> we certainly will. And yeah, I like I said, I'm I'm very interested in I can't. I haven't. We're narrow, still narrowing down the the aesthetics or the information uh, regarding the, the arrangements. Let me put it that way about the conversation that we're going to have with the person. I'll just say the gr- cultural group <laughs> that um, voiced their opinion so strongly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll be a fun one. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that that is going to be in the next week. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers. Scheduling is important, so you know we're just trying to make sure that we narrow out and hammer out the scheduling. But please, I will definitely inform you, the community, listeners, that you know. Thank you for your support. That is out uh, when it's going to happen, because again, I once again want to invite you to have a conversation be involved in the conversation i really want to hear your viewpoint and i I was going to do this inside the radio station but i'm also doing it i'm going to verbalize it to you in the community please i really would hope that you would send me an email send me a facebook message just look for the unbuji foodie and send me a message and let me know what your thoughts on uh, thoughts are on these subjects these like last week and this week but specifically, what does you know? Are there certain words or phrases that you know from your culture that are considered sacred? I want to learn about them. I want you to help educate me on them, but also, you know, have a conversation, and maybe from using my platform, sharing your points of view, that it will give us an opportunity to help others to appreciate. What we're talking about, about, you know, cultural appropriation in in regards to food or culinary appropriation. So, you know, please feel free to leave me a, um, again, a Facebook uh, page message 
uh, on the unbougie foodie you can also send me an email at the foodie at gmail.com uh, you could go to my website which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com uh, but yeah i please feel free to uh, join in the conversation at any time we are coming near to the end of the of the the hour so again i want to thank you all so much for joining me we're not done yet but i want to just call out a couple of things you know of events that are coming up uh that i'm excited for um and it's the first one it well i won't say the only one that I'm truly involved in. <laughs> um, I was asked, uh, so I'm uh, feeling so honored and privileged, actually. And allergies. Um, our own station manager, DJ, huh? What? <laughs> I love when he says that. Um, uh, Glow is actually. Sp- uh, along with many others, are actually putting on an event, the Blackout, uh, what, number three. It's And he mentions that it's about 30 days away, which was, what, yesterday's date. So today would be day number 29. We got 28, 29 days. I can't count. 29 days before this event happens. So it's a lot of uh, vendors that are going to be involved. And you know, the interesting thing about it is that there's going to be food. <laughs> and yes, your very own Anbuji Foodie and the Anbuji Foodie Jr. are actually going to be on, uh, I guess, on site, you know, talking about these various food vendors. And from the last couple of times, you know, I've had to work. <laughs> so I've been missed out. I'm not missing it this time. And so we are actually going to be having an opportunity to taste some of these foods because from what I understand, I missed out on some some jerk or some Jamaican type of uh, dishes that were there. I mean, I've seen these pineapples with, uh, they're, they're like cored out and then they have rice uh, and oh, shrimp and yeah, I'm I'm excited for that to <laughs> see that and to taste it and and everything. Uh, but yeah, I'm really ex- excited about that. It is Saturday, October 17th at 12 p.m. Again, the blackout. It is going to be located at Commotion Center for Mo for oh. <laughs> Commotion Center for Movement. I was was tongue tied. It was Commotion Center for M- Motion. That was what I was trying to say. But it's Commotion Center for Movement. But it is being described as a vision of celebrating Black excellence in a Black-owned space um, to spend money with and support Black-owned food vendors and Black-owned merchandisers, and still listening to some of Black pillars and performances from the community. Uh, you know, they are encouraging everyone to come out and spend some time with people of your culture, to see them, to learn about them, and support their Black businesses. You know, right in the Twin Cities. You know, specifically in St. Paul, the event is actually going to be held at again Commotion Center for Mo- Movement. Dang it, get that right, Wesley. <laughs> Commotion Center for Movement, six five five Fairview Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, commo- uh, excuse me. Uh, Commotion Center is a center that's operated by a collection of thirteen nonprofit 
uh, and for-profit artists and athletic organizations um, and and trainers. Uh, They are united to have communities partner with them and then provide an opening, uh, inviting and safe space for people to um, explore art and um, understand about movement. So again, keep that on your your radar, put it on your calendars. It is called the Blackout 3, and it is going to be Saturday, October 17th, 2020 at 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure that you are coming out. If you have questions, you know, reach out to Glow. <laughs> Glow, you're going to get some emails and stuff. You, you never know. Or else just go to the event page itself and just ask questions. I will definitely we will definitely be there mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's going to be a wonderful event and seeing from the past events I'm like dang I really missed out but uh, not this not not again not again we're not we're not going to miss this so I want to invite you to do to that uh, and make sure that you're kind of like tuning in there are so many other things that you could do with your time today um, there's a Thai night market in the past we've there have been so many other there's like a Hmong uh, market or you know, uh, you know, in this case you know this is a little bit further away from uh, the twin outside the Twin Cities directly the Twin Cities but it's in St. Louis Park so it's eh, still considered Twin Cities uh, but Thai Night Market, uh, you could join them today from 11 to 9 p.m. Uh, let's see. There is going to be delicious street food and the opportunity for you to social distance. Um, you know, there will be souvenir venues to, that you could support. And, you know, they have other uh, activities that will be going on as well. That will be... Ooh, I cannot pronounce this. I don't know why I'm laughing. I probably can't say it either. Well, I can't. I I I, I wish I could. Oh man, but it Give is it located. Your, it with the old college try. No, I I don't want to embarrass myself. What? Um, I, oh man, I you heard me whisper that <laughs> like no. Uh, Oh gosh, I'm gonna try it, and please, I don't want to be chastised. <laughs> what Pramwa Chirayan? Okay. Um, Twenty five forty four Highway One Hundred South in St. Louis Park. Please don't ask me to pronounce that again because <laughs> I can't do it. Um, but it's the Thai Cultural Council of Minnesota. Uh, they are partnering with the Thai Council of, uh, Cultural Council of Minnesota to put on this event, but it's a Thai night market. Don't forget the other uh, various food places and things that are going on around the uh, within the Twin Cities. I mean, gosh, there is the I want to say the oh wait interesting Okay, I'm good. Before we before we're done, there is a comment that I thank you so much, um, Chef um, Manuel. Maybe you could probably read that. It's on the Facebook page on the Ambuji Foodie Facebook page. But there are so many different other places where you could get uh, enjoy food. 
there is the what is that Lake Fallon uh, food truck. Uh, let me see if I can find what is that over there. Lake Fallon food truck. Do do do. Where they are going to have? What are they? Who are they going to have over there today? You, you, it's almost like you have to kind of go to their website to find out who's going to be there. But Lake Fallon food truck park and community uh, Kramer community room uh, it is uh, located at 1380 Rose Avenue and there's uh, let me see yesterday we had Urban Craft Streetery Fat House um, uh, was there uh, gosh what else who else is going to actually be out there today it changes on a regular basis, actually. What? Oh, that's okay. I'll read. I'll read it. Um, no, it's fine. Um, uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Who is? I'm looking at their schedule. I think. So, there's gonna be a pop-up mini concerts. Uh, I was, ooh, where is this? No. Wet Tacos is going to be out there from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And man, if you've not had Wet Tacos, mm, shush. Um, yeah, Wet Tacos is really awesome. They're, still couldn't find it. That's okay. So before the show ends, so there are a number of different places. So go out there and check out um, uh, Lake Fallon. Um, food truck before we go though i just want to kind of like um mention a comment that um, chef manuel perez uh, winston said and i hope you're, you're okay with uh talking about this here are two examples i feel that america has gentrified these two days into a alcohol fest Cinco de Mayo commemorates the first Battle of Puebla, a battle in 1862 between Mexico and French forces. Uh, Lulu Garcia uh, Navarro, um, Cinco de Mayo is a time when uh, Americans celebrate Mexico and Mexicans. The day commemorates St. Patrick. This, this is the second one. The day commemorates St. Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland and celebrates the heritage and culture of the Irish in general. Celebrations generally involve public parades and festivals uh, and the wearing of green attire as shamrock. So he was voicing his opinion on uh, our, you know, the social experiences, uh, you know, based on the uh, post that we made today. So thank you so much for your, your comment. You know, he's you're always your friend to the show. So thank you so much for always uh, supporting and uh, giving us your viewpoint. We really appreciate it. Uh, but along the lines, uh, surprisingly and not surprisingly, but I want to actually share uh, something for um, Chef Manuel uh, as well. Uh, let's see. It will be. Um, it is a menu uh, in Coming up, Chef Manuel, sheer taste. There is a menu that he has that's, uh, gosh, we're so engrossed in the conversation. Okay, every Monday and Wednesday, starting September 21st, from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., 
at 2940 Harriet Island, Harriet Avenue South in Minneapolis uh, at Provision. You'll have an opportunity to order food uh, and have it picked up at the window that's going to be located in the parking lot um, in the back of the building. But I believe it is, uh, and how he, they, they've described it as, Oleo. <laughs> yeah, Oleo. But yeah, that's being uh, sponsored by and presented by Sheer Taste. Again, keep in mind that is every Monday and Wednesday starting September 21st from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. 2940 Harriet Island, Harriet Avenue. See, I'm, what's wrong with me? Harriet Avenue South, and that's in Minneapolis, and that is at uh, Provision. And so many different wonderful uh, items that are on the menu. Crab cakes, uh, po' boy catfish sandwiches, um, oyster and asparagus, um, a vegetarian burger, you know, and the vegetarian burger has beets and portobello, black beans, chickpeas, kidney beans, oats, um, rice flour, uh, liquid smoke. Um, yeah, so many different items. I'm sorry, my allergies are really acting crazy. But yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, also, another item to keep on your calendar as well. So starting again, September 21st, that's what? Two Monday. days from now, Monday. Yeah. So every Monday and Wednesday Ooh. from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah, this has been, the conversation has been really good. Uh, just know that this is this was considered like part two of the conversation. Okay, yet to be undetermined number of parts. Right. Well, because considering the month that we're in, I think it's just so it's great to be talking about, mm-hmm. you know. And un- unfortunately, I know the the events that occurred the way that it did. It's like, oh dang. Okay. Well, we're gonna use this as means to have a conversation. You know, why not? I like that. So, gosh, you know, once again, I really want to appreciate you all. Appreciate you all for sitting down with us every Saturday right here on WEQY 104.7 FM. Until next week, folks, we want to say thank you. And always remind you never to let anyone tell you what type of food to be because food is what it actually brings us together as a community and strengthens us. So until next time. Peace. Peace. Sit down with the Ambush Fude. Fude.